Hi again. Well, welcome to this week's podcast of conversations with Fran on rugby and education. This week we're with Junior, and I was just asking him how to pronounce his last name. I've known Junior for about seven or eight years now, and I still get his last name wrong. Uh, Motadi, is that right, Junior? Yeah, close enough. Close enough. Junior Motaidi. Actually, that's better, isn't it? <laughs> um, Junior, I've known Junior for a long time, and um, and he is one of our lecturers here at the School of Sport, uh, but he has a long history in sport. Um, he's uh, originally a league man. Uh, he's been involved in working with the Vodafone Warriors for over five years now and has just taken up a brand new role with the Warriors as the future Warriors head of physical performance. And he's going to talk to us a little bit about that today and what they're doing with the Warriors um, in, in, the, in the preseason and, and, and those future Warriors. Uh, he's also a lecturer, like I said, here at the School of Sport. And he is also with the Junior Kiwis. That's the New Zealand side for rugby, rugby league. So as that's a very brief summary of all the great stuff that uh, Junior has done throughout the years. Um, a lot in league, but he has a very keen interest in rugby union. And I can vouch for that because I know that one of his most precious interests, his kids, are actually playing union now. So that's, uh, that's, that's a good thing. And um, for our overseas listeners, um, well, this is an introduction. And we're going to be talking with Junior several times and about all those transfer skills that go from league to union. Is that right, Junior? Yes, yes. Well, thanks for being with us. Um, just tell, tell, tell us a little bit about um, your role with the Warriors as head of physical performance. Cool, hey, Fred. Um, yeah, so, so my role predominantly at the club is to, to oversee the uh, physical programming of our future Warriors programs. So our future uh, Warriors programs consist of our under-20s, um, under 18s academy sides, um, right down through to our foundation groups of our under 14s. Um, so my, my role in particular is just to ensure that there's um, consistency in regards to um, physical measures, um, but predominantly it's just that long-term athlete development of uh, the individuals as they uh, progress through the grades um, to ensure that they're competent uh, when moving from um, squad to squad. So, yeah, yeah, and and for overseas listeners to so they understand, uh, the Vodafone Warriors are the professional rugby league club that competes in the NRL, which is the Australian uh, National Rugby League competition. Um, and the Vodafone Warriors are the Auckland-based uh, professional side um, that competes in the in this league. Um, how important is it for the Warriors Junior to? the work that you're doing with those under-20s and all those development side, how important is that for the club in terms of uh, long-term athletic development that you were speaking about? Yeah, the, the, the club has is, um, is, is taken a really big stance on, on ensuring that, um, you know, players that are coming through um, are nursed, um, you know, uh, from their under-14s grade and... Uh, all the way through to uh, an elite level, just to make sure that they're ready and they're prepared, um, you know, for that NRL um, <coughs> level when it beca- uh, when it comes. Um, what we've found in the past is that we've lost a lot of uh, a lot of players to to overseas clubs just because um, we believe that our, our development system or our um, our development pathways just wasn't strong enough. 
um, in order for our to keep our, our top players here in the country. So a lot of them ventured overseas. So uh, hopefully with the new initiative that the club's put in place, hopefully we get to retain a lot more of our, our better players um, and then also at the same time enhancing all of those other ones that we have within our system. So. Um, you, you mentioned um, the measures in, in a, a while ago in, when we were speaking about the development in, uh, of these players. But uh, just to put it simply for our overseas listeners, um, Junior, we're working with teenagers that are on a pathway to potential uh, professional contracts as they go into adulthood. Um, putting it simply, what two, three things are, are you as a club or you as a head of physical performance looking to develop in these athletes as they go through their teenage years? Um, there's kind of three things that we, we kind of look at and that we've put together is that um, for especially for our younger boys it was that first stage of um, learning how to train. I think for a lot of the, the younger boys that are coming into a professional organisation just don't have um, a really good understanding of um, training etiquette. Um, so, you know, just kind of teaching them through that, just, you know, learning how to train. Uh, the next part of it would be learning how to compete. Um, we find that a lot of the boys within our programs, um, you know, just don't have an understanding of, um, uh, you know, you, being competitive within um, certain elements of, of drills and skills, um, so just providing them with that knack and then obviously that last point before they move on, progress on to that NRL level is um, training to compete, so um, those are kind of three stages that we go through um, with our younger boys as they progress through the grades and so from a younger age group it will be more so just learning how to train, uh, learning how to move well, um, a lot of them that do come in um, really struggle with global movements like squatting, um, hinging, um, you know, pushing, pressing, pulling. Um, so just educating them uh, with learning how to move move well. Interesting that you mentioned that because that's one of the things that we experienced with the boys when we were over in Chile. Uh, all those functional movement uh, patterns, patterns uh, we could see that they were very rusty or in some cases not existent across different parts of the country that we visited. Um, how important is it for you in developing an athlete that those uh, functional movement patterns are solid and um, and when do you start at this in, in this professional environment to make a decision that these athletes have it or don't have it? Hmm. Well, I think um, not just from the physical side, but I think it you know um, it, it's it's sorry it's definitely important for them to obviously learn how to move. Um, uh, so it just makes things a whole lot easier as they're progressing from grade to grade, um, especially with the exercises that they might encompass. Um, so having a really good basis of, of movement qualities and efficiencies uh, will definitely help them in regards to progressing through from the physical standpoint. Um, whether they have it or not, it just doesn't come down to just their physical attributes, but also... Um, uh, their awareness, their understanding, um, their ability to retain information um, in regards to rugby league. Um, so all of that sort of stuff actually comes into play if we, you know, if we think we have, if they have it, or if they if they don't. So, and and for these athletes that are coming up through the grades, and eventually when they get up to that under twenties uh, group that are the what the club's really looking at because they can crack into that first team. Um, 
what those players that are there in that under-20s group, how, how many of them in proportion have come up to the grades? How many come in in those last few years? And what has been the, what gives them that sticking power within the club? Um, yeah, we've, we've uh, I think for, to answer that question, friend, in regards to that sticking point, it's a, it's a whole lot of things. Um, the club is really big on that whole holistic approach, so both on-field and off-field attributes. Um, in the past, we've had probably some of the best talent around, but they just didn't fit our organisation. Um, over the past years, we've got some really, really good kids in, and probably one thing that stands out um, to not just myself but other coaches is just work ethic and how the individual works. Um, I've seen in the past individuals that have come in um, and have been the best you know, players in the age group in the country um, and then you get another kid that comes in that's probably maybe number four um, in that same position um, just because of that, that kid in the number four position has is, uh, is got a better work ethic, uh, a bit more desire, a bit more hunger um, just because he wasn't as super talented as the other kid uh, we find that a lot of those guys actually um, tend to uh, progress through rather than those guys that had actually come into us with you know, all this talent and ability. Um, they just lack the work ethic. So, so work ethic, and that's actually a real New Zealand thing that we stress a lot across all our codes, is that work ethic and, um, and it, for a player and for an athlete to, to get further. Um, so it's, it's the same trend that you're seeing across uh, in, in the Warriors. Can you talk to us a little bit more? Because our overseas listeners are always really interested about uh, this whole New Zealand cultural aspect of, of sport, of making good men. And you've, you've mentioned that holistic aspect of that, of that athlete that you develop, and that's so important for you at the Warriors. Can you, can you define for us that, that, that integral, holistic player that you guys want to have at the end of your program? Um, we just keep it real simple, man. It's you know, um, you know, good people. At the end of the day, that's the kind of guys that we want to be dealing with. Real good people that we that are coachable, um, that are approachable. They have really good understanding. Um, in the past, have they've kind of got guys in that probably just uh, weren't a real good fit for our organisation and found that kind of um, you know their their charisma or their, their characters uh, kind of brushed off in a negative way, uh, not just on players but also coaching staff. So I think our recruitment and stuff when they're going out there now um, are a little bit more eyes open in regards to not just their on-field ability but their off-field situations too as well. Um, so what sort of kid we're getting in, um, their background in regards to their parents, what their home life is like, um, their schooling, what sort of schools they go to. So, um, you know, and then... Over the last couple of years, I think they've really hit it on the head with a lot of the kids that they've actually brought into um, into the club. But in saying that, we, you know, there are kids that uh, do come from rough backgrounds that actually make changes um, within the organisation because it's either you fit it or else you don't. And um, the club's real open in regards to that. And you see a lot of guys um, or a lot of boys um, grow into really strong. Um, uh, men and, and really good leaders, uh, not just for our club, but for their, their families and and, um, and as individuals. So um, that's probably been a really good. 
Uh, it's, it's great that you talked to us about this because I think the, the warriors and, and the work that you do really encompasses the, the heart and feel of New Zealand sport. I mean, we, I mean, we always are talking about rugby and rugby union. You come from our brother code, which is, which is league, and you're telling us what happens in that professional environment, which is exactly the same thing. Uh, for us in New Zealand, it's really important about how we bring up people. And, and it's people, 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 what's important for us and, how, and their effect on, on others. And, um, and what you're just telling us in the story, you're telling us about what's happening with the warriors and the young men there, are exactly the same thing. I mean, if they're good young men, they can eventually be good young rugby league players as well, isn't it? Correct. That's great. Um, Junior, um, anything that you want to tell us that you might be doing over the Christmas season before, before we go? <laughs> Um, no, so it's uh, it's uh, pre-season finishes, oh, off-season finishes up for us uh, next week on Thursday. Um, so pre-Christmas, um, our off-season is seven weeks, um, and then we have two weeks holiday. So I'm heading overseas to Rarotonga, my homeland. So looking forward to enjoying some marina with my family and um, yeah, just relaxing and enjoying the weather. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, well, I'm not going to be seeing Junior for the next. Four, four or five weeks, but I'll catch him again uh, when the touch season starts up right in, in, in January when our kids are playing against each other um, <laughs> and a little bit with each other because uh, we, we share that uh, as well. Thanks a lot for joining us, Junior, and keep, hope to keep on talking to you about your work and, um, and, and your knowledge. Thanks a lot. Awesome. Thanks for having me, friend. Thank you.